All right. Hey, thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for, for coming out today. All right. We're, we're part of something very exciting here. Uh, we are building the first society to be built on top of private property and mutual consent to either ever exist or to exist in at least a century. There isn't any place on earth that you can go to live in a society based on private property and mutual consent. There is no place to go. And there wasn't 20 years ago when Jason Sorens wrote the opening essay of the Free State Project. He recognized this. Uh, and he recognized that hoping that the country would go in a libertarian direction over in the next 20 years was practically zero. And that was it. He wrote this in the opening paragraph. You don't have to even read the whole essay, although you should. The opening two paragraphs uh, are, are, are all you need to read. Uh, and there's a guy um, I'm somewhat of a fan of. Uh, his name is Hoppe. And he wrote a book uh, called What Must Be Done, or really more of an essay. Uh, and he recognized the same thing as Jason. One, one of the things he mentions in this essay is that there is no chance uh, for national libertarianism. And I think that starts by understanding why libertarianism failed. Um, because it has. Or at least we can say that America was a closer to a decentralized private property order based off of mutual consent. Obviously, there were non-libertarian uh, policies. I'm not saying early America was a perfectly libertarian society. It wasn't in plenty of ways. But it was certainly much closer uh, to what we have today. And um, while some people running for president uh, might like to talk about the Constitution and what a great document is, the truth is it has failed completely. It has failed to constrain government in almost the slightest way. We have a Supreme Court that is willing to say if you grow grain on your own property and feed it to your own uh, animals that you participated in interstate commerce um, because it affects the prices in other states. I mean, wh why can't you see that? The, the price is in another state, so it's interstate. I don't know. What do you mean? And so this idea that words can constrain people is insanely naive. Let us not make the same mistake a second time. We cannot agree, if we can't, if we have fundamentally underlying different values and fundamentally different uh, moral principles, then words will not mean the same things to us, at least when it comes to uh, interpreting them, right? So someone who has different values from, from us libertarians, we may be able to uh, agree on, on the color of a table. We may agree, be able to agree on the best way to construct a deck, but we cannot agree on uh, what is necessary and proper uh, and what is interstate and what is aggression. This idea that, oh, we could just get everyone to agree with the nap and, and we'd be fine. I am telling you, this is just as naive as the Constitution. Even though I want to agree with, I want to be in a non-aggression pact with everyone here, let me be clear, because I think the words aggression to the people here means something very similar. So I'm not saying I'm not interested in contracting, but we can't, but if we're going to, if we're going to have a contract, we can't have a contract where we don't agree on the meaning of words, okay? And so this idea that we can contract with people when we don't agree on what the words mean is really, really naive and foolish. And this goes even past words. We see this in how people take in events, how people perceive things, how people can look at video evidence of the same event and reach two different conclusions. Our values um, and I, I, our politics actually 
I think are very close to our values. The politics you prefer are driven from your values. These are so deeply seated in us that they affect even our, our, our perceptions. So I think this is fundamentally why libertarians have failed, because the population of America became less libertarian. And so I think it is impossible to win uh, nationally. No private property order has ever been uh, enacted via uh, democracy. Every uh, private property order has, has come to be in a much smaller scale uh, and, and grown from there. Uh, this is something uh, where there is a, a alignment here again. We, are, we started in uh, what I think is the smallest feasible way. Uh, specifically due to, uh, ironically, <laughs> um, some artifacts of the U.S. Constitution, right? The U.S. Constitution has held up in terms of processes. It has held up in terms of, of the way the government itself functions. In other words, like the part that says, you know, how many congressmen there'll be and how they'll be in session and how we vote, right? That part has worked. And so there are reasons to say, hey, we need to target the state of New Hampshire, you know, rather than just a town, because there are things you can do at a state level that you can't do uh, at a town level. But we're starting at the smallest idea possible. Um, so it's impossible to win nationally. And I think it's impossible, and I, libertarians hate to hear this, but the ones that hate to hear it need to hear it the most. We are not going to win through ideas. I'm going to repeat this again. A lot of people really need to hear this one. We are not going to win through our ideas. You are not. No, we're, we're winning through a different idea. We're winning through a different idea. Okay, and even if you look at, and I'm going to come, I'm going to expand on this, but even if you look at the persuasion here and the ways that we are getting people to become more libertarian here, we are not winning through our ideas. My neighbor is not comfortable with libertarianism because he understands the nap. My neighbor is more comfortable with libertarianism because he understands that I'm a respectful person, we get along well, he likes me, and he doesn't care about politics, and he knows I like that thing. And he couldn't explain it at all, okay? So we, but he looks up to me, and we have that kind of relationship. So let's talk about what we are doing uh, beyond winning at a scale, because we are doing what must be done. This is not a theory. This is practice, what we are doing. And one of the things we're doing um, that I think we do very well uh, is we are becoming the people inside of New Hampshire society uh, that are in positions of, of, of influence and power. And that's, I don't mean power, power like a, you're, this can be a, something as simple as you're doing something local for your neighborhood. You're building up a little institution. But we are becoming what Hoppe would call the natural elites. Okay, not all of us, uh, but many of us are going into our communities and we are replacing the fake elites, the democratically elected elites. Because democracy does not select for ability. It selects for demagoguery, narcissism, and psychopathy. Okay, that is what democracy selects for. And we have an organization and a movement and a culture here that selects in the opposite direction. We select for ability, for capability, for reliability, for intelligence, for what you can do, for what you can be good at. And everyone here, I know everyone here is a capable person. They're capable in different ways. And we have a movement that does not try to flatten and level. We have a movement that encourages you to excel, to be your best self, to be your best possible person. I was here at Porkfest eight years ago, and I didn't know a single person. Or I knew like five people, that's an exaggeration. I knew very few people here. 
right? And eight years later, I'm giving a talk on the main stage. I'm incredibly involved in New Hampshire politics. I'm on the board of the Free State Project, okay? So there are people, and 10 years ago, the House Majority Leader of the New Hampshire Republican Party was here at Porkfest, drunk off of his ass, singing karaoke, visiting from Michigan, okay? 10 years, because he is someone who is an incredibly able person, okay? And there are incredibly able people here who are visiting us here. There are incredibly able people in this room. And we have a movement that will allow you, if you're an incredibly abled person, or even a moderately abled person, uh, to succeed as much as you can. And if you're incredibly abled, you could be the governor. You could lead the largest institutions in the state, okay? Um, and obviously, a lot of these institutions we want to change. Some of them we want to shrink. Some of them we want to eliminate. But almost none of them go away entirely, right? We are not saying education should not take place. We are saying that education should not take place in public schools. So what does that mean? We have to build up parallel education infrastructure. We have to build up parallel education uh, institutions. And this goes for everything, okay? And what we should be doing is we should be doing not just building our own, uh, but learning from some of the most uh, successful people in the world, however we, much, however we much like them or not. And we should be going and trying to claim every institution in the state Anything that we can. Like, I, know, I know a lot of us like cop, don't like cops, okay? Uh, but it is good. If we're able to get a free stater as the chief of police, and that person can now wield his power in a different way, so long as he does not get lost in the power of being a cop, that is good. All right? Libertarians, even if, uh, libertarians still believe in private protection services. Something like police will exist, right? And what we want to do is we want to go and be everywhere. Anywhere that there is any, anything. Uh, any, any influence, anything that we can take for our own movement. This is what the people have done uh, to make the world the way that it is. So we should not shy away from that, okay? And these are also the people that I want the most here, the people who want to be thinking this way. I'm all for the agorist who wants to, you know, drop out and build the homestead and be eligible to the government, and you can have that life here, but that does not achieve fully what I want to achieve. And what I want to achieve is the only private property and mutual consent society to exist in the entire world, okay? And we are building it, we're building it. Now, and one of the reasons this also works is we select for builders. The way this movement works, it selects for builders. It selects for the people who want to, who want to contribute, who want to be involved, okay? It doesn't select for the whiners and the complainers because they just whine and complain about us now. We're, we're, like, we're not even paying attention to them because we're, we're doing stuff. Um, so something that um, uh, Hoppe does talk about in his book is uh, that you, uh, to maintain a libertarian order, you need to have um, methods of excluding people uh, and this is one of his more controversial ideas, uh, but you need to have methods for, and I, although I agree with it completely, uh, you need to have way methods of uh, excluding people, uh, just to be clear, uh, of excluding people who aren't going to be libertarian. They either need to be excluded or they need to have no power under the order. But even that would be, you know, potentially dangerous if you have, you know, if you're around 90% of people who think you're, you know, terrible but don't have power, that's kind of the way you end up getting um, strung up and hung. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> 
Um, so, but uh, Haba says it, it, you know, you do this through these um, mutual contracts uh, and, and basically uh, you ensure that, that private property transfers to other people who, who, who believe in the same kinds of things. But I actually think we're doing, and we, and we should look at this idea, but we're doing it, I actually think, um, a little bit differently. And I want to start actually by um, giving a short, uh, I guess this would be an analogy, an anecdote. Um, if you look at the federal immigration uh, numbers, how many people are crossing uh, the border, um, claiming asylum, or just trying to enter the country uh, along the southern border. Um, the numbers changed uh, dramatically uh, right after Biden was elected president. Um, there were some minor policy changes, but the numbers started changing before even the policy changes. And let me tell you, Mexicans are not reading American government's policy announcements, right? They're not, they're not out there and they're like, oh, well, you know, um, I read this new executive order from Joe Biden. I think now is, now is the time to go. It's, it's substantially perceptions. Fewer Mexicans attempted to come to America under Trump because they perceived America as hostile to Mexicans. Trump went out of his way to make statements that were hostile towards immigrants, and fewer immigrants came. They perceived America as a more hostile place to immigrants. And this is one of the reasons I encourage very much leaning into every aspect of the reputation that we can have here that makes it libertarian. And I don't care if they call us extremists. I don't call, if they call us insane. I don't care whatever they call us, murderers, rapists, I don't care. I don't care if they say they're scared. You do not give them an inch. You do not give them an inch. And if anything, you lean into it. Because what are they doing? They are building our wall for us. They are building our wall for us. Because it is, this is how brands actually work. Um, your brand, branding is actually less about your direct perception of the thing. I think this is a common mistake that people make in advertising, that it's like, oh, that brand was cool, and I want to be cool, so I buy the thing. It's actually as much about, I am going to be... I am going to be buying the thing, and other people are going to see me be buying the thing, and how will they judge, how does the third party view the brand in relation to the first party who's interacting with the brand? So in other words, we, if, 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 if someone, you know, if a, if a progressive, you know, is going home to Thanksgiving from Texas, you know, you want them to be here, you know, then why are you living in Texas, you know? Why that state that, you know, if, if, doesn't Florida hate gays? Why are you living there if you're gay? You know, and I'm not saying Florida hates gays. I don't think it does. But the point is the perception is that you know, I was at, I, my, my dad, I love him. Uh, he's uh, he's um, over 70, and he uh, primarily, you know, consumes. Uh, he consumes a variety of sources, so he's actually not one of those guys who's, like, just the left or the right news. But it's all the cable, most mainstream sources. And I was having a conversation with him. It's like, you know, what do you think about Florida? You know, how do you... You know, he's like, yeah, I don't like all that anti-gay stuff they're doing. I'm like, oh, like what? <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm not really sure. <laughs> like, I want that. Not the gay, but like, you know, in the same direction. I don't care if it's true. <laughs> like, the, the point is you're moving the perception, which moves the reality. The, re the perception can be just as upstream of the reality. It's not you have to have the reality to create the perception. It's a self-fulfilling cycle. Okay, and so lean into the presumption, build the mimetic wall, build that reputation for New Hampshire. Um, this is kind of, for anyone who um, is confused by my own behavior at times, it's frequently uh, this, this, kind of, this kind of thinking. So this is a lot of what we have been doing. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, things um, we haven't been doing 
uh, or things we should be uh, thinking, um, thinking about. Um, I think we want uh, to be getting more existing libertarian institutions here. Um, I, love, I love you, Jeff Deist, but you're a fool. You're a fool. I'm calling you out now here on camera, okay? Got to get the Mises Institute into New Hampshire, okay? A-I-E-R, -A or how I get those letters mixed up. But uh, the, what are you doing in Massachusetts? What are you doing in Massachusetts? I don't care if you have a beautiful mansion. You should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. I'm not, we don't, I'm not sucking up to you. I'm not going to suck up to you to come to New Hampshire. What are you doing? Why are you there? Stop it. <laughs> and I want us to have this attitude, okay? I want us to have this attitude, right? You're just not being serious about it if you're not here at this point. You're just LARPing. And why do I care about your LARPing? I'm not going to validate it, okay? Um, I, I think um, we should consider uh, uh, Hoppe's ideas about how we can reduce democracy more explicitly. Um, I doubt that any of these things would pass, but maybe we can do them more at a local level so you can do things like, hey, how can we actually create a municipality where only the, the landowners get to vote? So you're only going to get to vote if you're a landowner on how my municipality spends its money because you need to have a share in this community if you're, if you're going to participate in how we run it. Okay, how about can we make it so that if you're employed by the government, you don't get to vote? Okay, so if you get any, a single dollar from the state. Because otherwise the incentives are all screwed up. It's the incentives that have created this whole thing. So you've got to figure out how to fix the incentives. Now I don't think we're powerful enough here to do these things, but our power is growing and maybe one day we will be able to do them. And I, I certainly want to be encouraging this kind of thinking because this is, if you want, you know, because not only do I want it to work, I want it to last. You know, I'd like to think if like, you know, some of the founding fathers are here on stage, we'd be like, damn, we did screw up. We really got a lot of this stuff wrong. Like they wouldn't, I mean, look, they should be proud because they did some really cool stuff. You know, they did, it's like the guy in the sub. You're like, well, you tried. <laughs> I support trying. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. They did a better job. They did a better job than the sub guy. But look, look, it didn't work. Again, it didn't work. We can, we can be... I'm not trying to make fun of them. We all stand upon the, soldiers of, the shoulders of giants, and they are giants. They were giants. But let's not act like they gave us a recipe that we can repeat, because they didn't. We can learn from it, but we can't copy it. We have to update it. We have to change it. So, um, uh, 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 so another thing I want us to be uh, 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 thinking about, um, and we're already doing this with our, our parallel institutions, but can we build an actual a parallel government. Um, and I'm just, this is just, you know, I'm an idea seeder, so I'm just seeding this one. But, you know, the most fundamental things that a government does is it tends to, that you would want a government for. So the production of public goods, in the classic economic sense, defense would potentially be a public good. And you would want dispute resolution mechanisms, right? So it's a set of rules by which two people can resolve things. I think these are the two most fundamental things that government or government-like institutions can provide. And... Um, I don't, I actually can't point to institutions inside of New Hampshire that are directly doing these things. So could we start building, you know, we're building the parallel education system. Where's the parallel court system, right? Where's the parallel public goods production system? You know, can we build those things as well? Um, I think that's something to be, 
you know, thinking about. Could you build a formal governmental structure? Could you start building an opt-in government? Uh, you know, presumably this would be some sort of online, you know, system where you can get an identity, but could you actually build one and, and build the rules up? Right now we're doing in software what would be called a, a, ref, a, a refactor, or a re, we're editing this massive set of state laws down. We're trying, to, we're trying to trim it. What would it look like if you started to build it up in parallel? And what could you do, and where could you start? It's just, just a question that's been on my mind a lot. I don't actually have an answer, so <laughs> maybe some other people will enjoy thinking about that or can talk to me about it later. Um, but I think it's a really good question for our movement to be, to be asking. Um, I think we have to uh, uh, keep um, thinking about how um, our numbers are going to continue to grow and how that will change us. I think a lot of it's happening naturally. Um, something that our movement does you know, very well is we have that kind of, um, that sort of uh, American uh, spirit. Uh, well, he's not my favorite guy overall, but like that, that like Tocqueville thing where you know Americans just create institutions and they just like the way that uh, I mean at least America is purportedly much more this way 200 years ago, right? It, it's kind of died, right? Now we're like the bowling alone America, or now we're like it's 20 years later from bowling alone. We're now like the uh, the social media scrolling America. You know, people just look at their phones. People don't do anything. They don't do anything. I mean, and look at the energy of the people here. Look at the doers, the people who take initiative and get things done. And that's what I mean when I say like natural elites. That's what I mean, the people with that. They're the people who make things happen. And it's not how most people are. Most people are along for the ride. And so when you come in and you bring that energy and you do these kinds of things in your community, what do you do? You become the leader of your community. And you become the person that people in your community respect. Or at your job, whatever it is. You know, don't be a hermit who only interacts with other free staters. You should have some places that you're interact, you know, because that is what actually brings people to you. You know, I'll give you an example. Um, I, I play, this is a small one, but I, I'm a, I, I used to spend a ton of my time playing Ultimate Frisbee. I still play some Ultimate Frisbee in New Hampshire. Ultimate Frisbee is the most left, progressive sport you will find. These people were playing in masks outside in 2022. Okay, not New Hampshire. Actually, in New Hampshire, I was able to play uh, even in 2020. The ultimate players in New Hampshire were willing to play. But even here, you know, they're, they're not libertarian. It's not like everyone I go play old, but they know, they know me. They've seen me. They've played with me. They know I'm a fun guy to play with. They know I'm a respectable guy. You know what? A lot of them watched my Senate ads. They found them on the saw They saw me on the ballot. Like, I completely normalized libertarianism to a number of those people just through being there with them. We didn't, we didn't talk about politics a single time. Uh, um, so, but anyone who's doing that kind of thing, and I, you know, I don't want to start listing all the things that, 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 that people here are doing inside of the movement, but there's just so much of this. And, and the people who are doing that, who are doing the community organizations, who are take, you know, take over your community Facebook page, just solve problems for your town, right? Be the, be, be the guy, fill in the pothole, you know, whatever. Although, you know, the roads are actually decent here, I'm sorry. Um, um, uh, um, uh, but as we scale, we're not all gonna know each other. We're already at a scale where it's impossible to know one another. So this way in which we break up these institutions, we form these other things, you know, you've got, we've gotta form you know, these sort of subgroups, these sub-cliques, it's just, it's, it's way too big. And this is definitely, but this is a new era for us. 
you know, to be reaching this size and the scale of numbers. And that's just something our movements, I think it's like mostly happening naturally, but yeah, yeah, just something to think about. So, um, so on the whole, I really feel like, you know, we're on the right track. Uh, and I've been, you know, I've been reading, I've been reading, um, I, I kind of stopped reading libertarian theory in my mid-20s, which was more than a decade ago. I was like, all right, I got it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and again, I read like blog posts and stuff, but I, I kind of just stopped reading the books. I read a number of them. I read, you know, when I've, I've read you know, more than a dozen, I'm sure, but I just kind of like, I don't need to read a, another one, you know. Uh, you read Friedman, you read Rothbard, you read some of the classics. I was like, all right, cool, I got it. This stuff's great. Um, you know, but I was going back and rereading some of this stuff, and it's like, it's the same thing, man. Like, you can read these Rothbard essays from, like, the 1970s, the 1980s, and you could, like, replace some of the words, and it would sound like he was talking about, like, um, the, the progressive and the transsexual movement today, and it's, like, the same thing. It's the same battles. It's the same ethical impulses. It's the same political failures. I mean, it's, like, the, you know, 2020, uh, you know, was just out of 19, the 1970s again, and it's just the same stuff over and over. And, and, you know, and this, the, the, the sort of um, egalitarian democratic ideal has swallowed the world. And, and, uh, and, there's, and there's nowhere else to go. Um, and, you know, and this was, but they're saying that 50 years ago, right? I'm like, oh, it, was already, it already swallowed it 50 years ago? Uh, you know, so it's like, and so they've been, they've been doing it all. They've been doing it all. People have been doing the, 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 the writing uh, and the research and the evangelizing and the activism and they make commercials and they go on TV and what's happened? It's like the same, approximately the same, you know, it's just, nothing's changed. So you can't be an insane person and do, you know, and do uh, the same thing and expect a different result. Um, so um, that means though, that we are, doing, we are doing something different here. We are, and that's hard. Because when you're doing something that's different, when you're doing something that's never been done, although, what must be, although it must be done, um, it means that you don't know what to do all the time. It means that you're gonna make mistakes. It means that you can't go, you know, crib and, and copy from someone else. Which is, a, by the way, a beautiful um, human impulse. I'm an artist, so I steal things all the time from people. There's nothing wrong with stealing. Um, but just here, sometimes I, I try to steal something and I can't find anything to steal. And I, I come back to this idea um, as well. I like this idea of, uh, I got this from Russ Roberts, uh, an economist, podcaster, that there's no recipe for a prairie. And what he means by this is you can look at a prairie and you can look at the characteristics of a prairie, and you kind of, but you couldn't just go make one. Like, it's an, an, an ecological system has to evolve to be that way. And you can't just jump to the end state. You, the steps in between matter. And so the initial steps, you know, you might, it might turn out that the real recipe for a prairie involves, you know, planting something you would never think of that needs to be get, get, get eaten by something else and die out, and then you eventually get a prairie. You know, like, there's steps, the path, you don't get to see the path. You only get to see the result. And now we're here in the middle trying to build the prairie, you know, and, and so, and we don't have a recipe. So we've got to kind of, you know, make our best choices and, and, and do that kind of thing. And so uh, since that is the situation that we are in, I did want to encourage a couple of things. One is it means we have to have a culture that isn't too uh, critical. 
um, because we don't know what we're doing. You, organizations and groups need different cultures depending on, on, you know, on what you're doing. If you're going to go out uh, 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 and play uh, and run a football play, you know, 11 people can't have uh, their own idea of what the play is because we've got to run one play. But we're not in the football play situation. Sometimes we are, by the way. Like when it comes to, um, you know, the state house and, uh, you know, whatever's going to pass the budget, we don't have the ability to each go our own way. And so we do kind of have to have who's our coach. And it's better that we're allied as a group, you know, behind someone like a Jason Osborne than that, you know, I'm not saying people can't do their own things, but that's an example where we have to be a team. In terms of where do we go with the movement, what can be built, what can be done, there's so many things that could be done. There's so many things that people could do. So don't be critical of each other. Support each other. Don't, don't have an attitude of, don't have that crab in a bucket egalitarian attitude. Cheer that person on. Say, you know what, even if I don't like this, I hope it works, because that would be awesome if it did. Make ourselves better. Encourage ourselves to be better. I hate, I hate it. The people who, it's the one thing I really don't like is when I see us you know, drag, drag each other down when someone's trying to do something you know, right or try to do something the right way. Even if they got it wrong, I just don't care. Just stop attacking each other. Uh, you know? um, and so uh, I also want to encourage that this, this should be fun to enjoy the ride of what we're doing because I believe that we are doing something special I believe that we're doing something unprecedented. Don't let that turn into stress. You know, don't let that turn into to something that's going to make you unhappy. Enjoy, enjoy the beauty of it. Enjoy the challenge. Enjoy the struggle. If you get knocked down, you know, get back up. There's a lot of people here who will also help you get back up, and that's another beautiful part of being here. You know, so many people have supported me and helped me when I've, uh, you know, uh, when I've gotten punched by the state. So, I, you know, it's... It, it feels, though, at the, at the bottom line is, it really feels like we're doing it. It's a little bit slower than I would like, but so has every company I've ever built. Everything's always slower than I would like, so I can't get mad about that, I guess. Um, it feels like it, though. I've been a part of a company when you, you know, when you have something and it's, like, really starting to take off. And you're like, people really like this. And it feels, you can feel it. And that's the way I, I feel here. I feel like we're really on to something, like we're really doing it. A little bit slower, than like a ton, uh, but we're really doing it. And that's such a joyous experience. And I, so if I want to close on everything, I would just like everyone to just, and, and if you haven't been here yourself, to appreciate it, to take it in. If you're watching this on video, right, you need to come here to Porkfest, to New Hampshire, to meet the people, to experience this, because it's not real online, you're like studying the prairie, it's like you can just go there, you know, and like come and check it out. Um, but we are doing it. I believe that we are achieving liberty in our lifetime, and I just want to thank you and everyone here for being a part of it. So let's give it up for ourselves. All right, thank you. I guess we'll, we'll just do questions. I'm happy uh, if you want to ask about my talk specifically, but I know people also just like asking me questions about New Hampshire or Free State stuff generally. So we've got, actually, I don't even think there's another talk. What's, uh, what's, <laughs> oh, we are doing it. Okay. All right. So yeah, if, uh, we, I can just be done, but if anyone, if anyone has a question or two. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone have any questions? Yeah. You probably turn it on. Hey, so what you said about, um, you know, preventing, I, 
you didn't use this word, but statist for moving out of state, right? Le leaning into the perception of being libertarian, even if it's a crazy libertarian. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense for keeping other people out that we don't want, maybe even pushing some of the people that are already here out. But I think we'd agree we're still the minority and the vast majority of voters in New Hampshire are probably somewhere in the middle, right? And we need to work with them. So, what, and you talk about too in your community, right? Like you're just building a relationship with the people in the Ultimate Frisbee League and you want to show them that we're not like crazy libertarians. So how, how do you rectify those two? No, ideas? I am a crazy libertarian. That's what I'm I don't apply, like, I'm not saying everyone should do what I'm doing, by the way. There's, one of the things is that there's different roles and, it, you know, and I think people should um, you know, recognize that. And so you know, we might want to have, you, you want different tactics with different places, right? So you know, I, we can, when, we're, when it's more of a national thing, I think it's like kind of better to be a little bit stronger about it. I agree when you're, you know, you're not being the aggressive the hyper aggressive, you know, um, you know, libertarian. But you want to do it in a way that's like, that's still defensible, right? The point, the point is, the point with a lot of that stuff, isn't, you know, like it's not to make fun of them and just be like, you idiot, right? Like it's, it's, it's usually to be like standing up and showing that there's this other alternative. And so, like, when there's that online, you know. Um, you know, tension or that online stuff, I actually think a lot of it, not always, a lot of it's actually the stuff that's rallying to our people to our side more than anything else. Because you're showing people that there's this parallel possibility, and not only are you showing it them, you're saying, hey, look, you know, like, we're, and this is part of why this works, is because we have all of this. And so when someone can say, well, they're calling them extremists, they're calling them all this crazy stuff, but like, look, they just have this, they have all these great things going for them, like, it just, it just all melts away, and it, and it only makes the people attacking you, you know, weaker, I think, at the end. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I got the heart of it, but. Well, so would, would you agree, though, we should still be careful of, like, turning off the people in the middle in New, ha in New Hampshire already here? I, I think we should be, but I think we shouldn't mistake, like, we, I, I think we shouldn't be going out of our way to turn them off, but I think what pulls them to our side is more, there being enough of us, there's good, you know, that there's good people, there should be enough of us as well that it's also easy if you ever, you know, there's, there's some, one, you know, there's so many of us, you know, would you judge all, you know, all Democrats, would you say you're a spy, you know, so I think if, if, if someone who's trying to, like, normalize us with someone and that one is, by the way, I found that this also almost never happens, that these people are actually bringing up these, tweet, you know, these tweets in real life or whatever, but um, even if that happens, hey, you don't have to stand by everything that everyone else in the movement does. I did, say, I did just say I encourage not attacking each other, but if you're trying to win someone over to the movement and they have some gripe about something, like, you know, and it wasn't something that you would support, you don't have to say you do. You know, explain that there's a whole bunch of us and you're one of the good ones. You know, I don't, I don't know, we're all good ones. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's fair. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate it. So. Yeah, so you uh, talked about this a little in your uh, talk before, but I'm curious to know to what extent the Free State Project is a social network in addition to a political network. You know, I came in uh, to Porkfest kind of jokingly saying I was thinking about moving to New Hampshire. Now I'm seriously considering moving to New Hampshire. And, and, and obviously the biggest obstacle is that it's hard to move a thousand miles away from everyone you already know. But obviously, there's this great community here, and I'm interested in how kind of new people get incorporated into the libertarian family, if you want to put it like that. Yeah, well, uh, through things like this, and this is where I, I, I don't necessarily dislike the analogy that you were just giving, but I think it is like, is 10,000 people a family? 
you know, like we certainly are a community. We have shared values, and I don't reject calling us that. It's a nice thing to think, but like you're not. What I was kind of saying is you're not. We we have some things that are in common. We're all on the same team, but you're not going to come here and like be exactly a part of this group of ten thousand people. You're going to find some sort of sub, you know, sub group, right? I have a su I have subgroups that are, are political groups I'm involved with. I have subgroups that are parental groups that I'm involved with, right? Play groups with my kids and so on. There's a bunch of people in the Free State Project I've never met or I won't see or I'll see once every five years, you know, and hope I can remember the na their name. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I, I always love seeing people I haven't seen in a, a while, by the way. Um, so I would say it's like more about what we want to do is help you find those uh, those things, those, you know, those people. The Discord is really great for that. So anyone who is, again, listening online or the people here, the Discord is one of the best places um, to go and, uh, and join. That's, that's discord.gg slash FSP. Um, and that's a, that's a great uh, a way to be online and find the other, the other um, uh, some other like clicks and, and other groups that you, that you can join. All right, last, last, last question. So if you can say rent here in New Hampshire from a free stater, tax-free, if you can um, say work for a free stater under the counter, if you can spend maybe more than 50% of your income tax-free, how can you say we haven't already achieved freedom in our lifetime? <laughs> We've achieved, well, what, what, it's a, how much? We've achieved more freedom than anyone else. And uh, so I completely agree. But like, I guess I, I'll talk about this a little bit because part of what motivates me about freedom is I am a, I am a big believer in the, in the human ideal and what humans can achieve, and human ingenuity, and all this stuff. Right? Like, I love uh, my, my sort of collapsitarian friends. You know, I love, the, I love these people. I, I'm glad that they're here with me, but like, I'm like, I'm upset that the government doesn't let us go to Mars. <laughs> like, like, this is what bothers me. Like, I'm upset we can't build new technology, right? I'm upset I can't clone people in my basement, quite frankly. <laughs> I thought I would, would be able to do that by now. So, um, <laughs> not exactly, that's not a strong belief I have. But the point is that there's, the, the, it's, the, it's the new, it's the, that's what excites me as a liberty. And that's, that's what I mean when I say the egalitarianism has swallowed the world. This, this, this anger, this hostility, how dare you create something? How dare you build something new? And that's what motivates me is I want a space where, we, where that kind of energy isn't just allowed, but a culture in which it's loved, in which, in which, in which we praise it. Um, because I think that's why I'm not wiping my ass with a leaf. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> You know when your soundbite is that, <laughs> that you are a special, special human. Um, I'm just going to take a moment right now to let everyone know, you know, Jeremy's been doing a lot of work for the Free State Project. He's really stepped up. I think he's been helping. He gets a lot of shit as well for his messaging, but there's a lot of thought actually behind what is going on, and it's not quite as willy-nilly as people think, much like much of what I do isn't as accidental either. Uh, Jeremy actually served as our executive director for a while, and so in the tradition that we have started here at the Free State, um, I would like to award, uh, award to him, before I hand it to him, just a little bit of history. These uh, boxes that are clearly the shape of New Hampshire, uh, we have several in the mix. Jason Sorens has one, obviously, for founding the whole shebang. I have one that they gave me that uh, when, when we triggered the move in 2016, 
Mine had a uh, very cute little firearm in it, which is my favorite walk the trails gun. And uh, they all have enshrined on the front of it Article 10 of the New Hampshire Constitution. If you haven't moved yet, you might not know what that one is. If you live here, you do know we're kind of an Article 10 kind of people. Article 10 is the right of revolution and it is enshrined in the New Hampshire Constitution. So, to my fellow revolutionary, Jeremy Kaufman, thank you for his service. And please uh, open that dramatically.